You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. Friday afternoon. Sad day in Minnesota, Tom. Adam yeah. Thielen, no longer a member of the Minnesota Vikings. Honestly, I can't believe it. Um, this The writing's been on the wall, but just to hear it, just to see the tweet this morning that, that he's officially been released, still doesn't really feel real for the for the, the kid from uh, Minnesota State Mankato. Yeah, no, I was going through. I wrote something on it, something I kind of said on the show that you can't really tell Adam Thielen no, right? You can't tell him he can't do something. And at some point, Quincy goes, well, we can't have you as the receiver too. So yeah. uh, we're going to cut you. I mean, which is which is harsh. And this is, again, a guy com- comes from Wall Street, sees the numbers. Um, also, it's, I mean, it's not his guy, although to be fair, like Thielen's been around for a while. But I was looking back at some of these old quotes, like some funny anecdotes where like in 2016, I think it was uh, like Drake or Patrick and uh, Adam Jones refused to go against Thielen because in like this joint training camp in August, because uh, they're like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not worth our time. He won't improve us. Uh, 16 is of course the year kind of right before he blew up in 17. Um, but, you know, even looking back, we had talked about him blocking two punts and, and um, as a special teamer and running him back um, even kind of his initial quote where, where it looked like in 14, he'd make the roster and he's like, man, this is a dream come true. I mean, he sounds like a kid, right? Like a dream come true. I'm a dude from, uh, you know, up north and in Detroit Lakes and, and like, uh, you know, tried out as, after playing at Mankato. So like um, the story is great. I actually think the Vikings are probably doing the right thing. I feel like I'm saying the yeah. same thing I said about Kendricks, but like I think the Vikings are doing the right thing. I would have liked to see the restructure, but it was very obvious that when he was going on TV during the Super Bowl on ESPN, when he was doing all this media, he's campaigning going, I'm good enough to be the receiver too. Uh, the offense is just more oriented around Jefferson now and whatever. I think he was hurt again last year, but mm-hmm. I think what's going to happen is he's probably going to sign a contract that's ridiculous, probably will be good next year. And then I think we'll see the decline. That's the being a 33 year old receiver. And it sucks. This is kind of the callousness of the NFL business. No doubt. So let's let's just rewind the tape a little bit, Tom. Just everyone knows the story by now, but I'll I'll just lay it all out there, right? Mm-hmm. Played at Division Two Minnesota State Mankato. That might have been mentioned ten thousand times over the course mm-hmm. of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, went undrafted in two thousand thirteen. That might have been mentioned twenty thousand times over the course of his career. Mm-hmm. Basically, like you said, latched on with the Vikings after taking part in not training camp not rookie mini camp it was part of the tryout camp of rookie mini mm-hmm. camp um ends up making the practice squad that season um and being signed to the active roster in 2014 then he goes on you know makes the pro bowl in 2017 18 finishes his minnesota vikings career with 534 catches for 6682 yards and 55 touchdowns um basically over the course of a decade only 
Chris Carter and Randy Moss have more catches and touchdown receptions than Adam Thielen, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota native. He's legitimately one of the greatest Vikings of all time. He will have his spot in the ring of honor one day. The Vikings don't retire a lot of, of jerseys, but it feels like 19 could be a jersey. You retire, probably should yeah. retire. Yeah. Um, all of this, you know, it, 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 it's kind of sad that it doesn't end with just like him sailing off into the sunset as, mm-hmm. as a Viking. But I, I, I understand like you're right with all the media he did. Um, he's trying to, he's a proud guy. He's always played with a chip on his shoulder. It's how he got to where he is now. And he's not going to go quietly or go out of the NFL no. quietly. He still thinks he can produce. And this is his last chance to sign like a contract, right? Like, yeah, he, the way the market of the wide receiver position is right now in free agency, he's going up against guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, yeah. DJ Chark, Alan Lazard. Like those are that's the crop of talent he's going up against trying to earn a contract. He had no reason to take a pay cut with Minnesota. He's going to make enough money, but some team's going to pay him. And this is his last chance to cash out. I totally get it. It's the most violent game in the world. Get your money while you can. He'll forever be remembered a Viking. Yeah, I mean, he did. I know this feels perfunctory, but he did have like the Instagram, like, thank you, Minnesota or whatever. You know, if he goes out, like burn it down, I feel a little differently. But, you know, yeah. like, I just feel like a, a, let's go. We mentioned all, you mentioned all the things that are important. That 17 season, two Pro Bowls, all pro. I mean, just like the fact that he was on top of the world until again, like, I think it was 18 yeah, injuries, like, we start to see him slow down a little bit, even if it's literally, he's just hobbled, right. He's physically dealing with an ailment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I just want to point out this punt thing, this punt return thing. Cause I actually didn't realize like how insane this was. The Vikings, this happened in 14. The Vikings hadn't punt, blocked a punt since 2006. They hadn't returned one for a touchdown since 1986. And then I didn't realize he had blocked and returned two punts for touchdowns is against the Panthers twice in one half. And that hadn't happened since the 1975 Detroit Lions. So, like, for a guy, like, it's historic for this, like, Mankato guy to walk on. Again, you said, like, literally just try out for his, like, hometown team. Walk on, make the roster, make the practice squad. What he did in 14 was historic. It's just, it's crazy that he went from that to where he was in 2017, right? And, like, um, the fact that, again, like, he, he's been good when he hasn't been injured. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm with you that you cash out. I, I don't think this affects his, like, ring of honor status or no. even his status in the eyes of Minnesota. It's just, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird for people. I, I know Rodgers is not from Green Bay, but, like, weird for people who grew up Packer fans to be like, yeah, that dude's probably going to be in a Jets jersey, right? There's, there's just – some of these guys do end their careers in really weird re- ways, and it might be tough if Thielen has – a good year next year. We just have to keep this in perspective that to be at that nearly $20 million mark, you have to definitively be the second best receiver on the team. Yeah. Right. And Hawkinson might be that now. And like Osborne's coming up and they may do something in the draft and beyond all that, like, I just don't think they can guess, you know what I mean? There's no wiggle room now. It's, it's, it's a, it is like, um, Quasi and O'Connell shaping the roster in their image and you know like kind of after this last hurrah which by the way aside from the playoff loss to the Giants um, which ultimately might have screwed the Giants <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like the contract but aside from the playoff loss there 11 straight or 11 you know like uh, one one score wins the Buffalo game the Indianapolis game um, even just kicking it off with with beating the Packers in week one or whatever yep 
that'll be what's remembered from the end of his career. Um, And like, it is just gonna be weird when we're like, yeah, Adam Thielen was on like the Panthers or what, or was catching touchdowns from from uh, Rogers with the Jets. I don't know where the hell this guy ends yeah. up, but like, I just I think yeah, it just kind of sucks. You want that storybook ending. I think we have gotten enough of a fair tale here. Like it just sometimes it just doesn't end that way. And and like, um, there was maybe a way to work it out, but I don't think a guy like I think a guy like Thielen gets cut. I don't think he goes out on his own uh, accord. And I just think that's how he's wired. Because you would have have to accept taking a pay cut, which in turn means you would have to accept that you're not as good as you once were. And mm-hmm. he's not ever going to accept that. When Once he retires, I think he'll kind of look back on this as like a, I don't think he'll regret it. I think I'm glad I kept going and kept pushing. It's the only way he made it to the league. It's probably the only way he's going to stay in the league. Um, is just continuously to bet on yourself. I do think that there's like a knee jerk reaction here when, when you think about Adam Thielen being let go, um, saying goodbye to Minnesota and signing with someone else, zero percent chance are we going to even remember who that team was? Like in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in like yeah. in like five ten years, right? Like Randy Moss played for the Tennessee Titans. He played for it the is, San Francisco Forty ers Like you know, like yes, th- there's just teams out there that get guys at the end of the twilight, like in like the super twilight of their careers. And like, we just don't remember it. Yeah. I mean, our producer Spencer, Joe Montana played for the Chiefs. Yes. Like we could do like an entire segment where we just talked about like different star players who ended their careers elsewhere. It's, it's romanticized that you spend all your career with one team. Very, very rarely does it happen. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I mean, Favre in a Vikings jersey, right? It, that one year was so good that <laughs> yes. like that like everyone bought the jersey or whatever, and it feels normal, but it really was not super normal. Um, I think, no, you're right. And, I, you know, it feels a little different when, yeah, Favre in a Jets jersey is another good one. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a little different when it's this hometown guy who walked on the team or whatever. Um but yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, I don't know how much we'll will remember that that one instance. And and again, like I do not only like is a cut was there cut potentials given like who who Thielen is, how he's wired and how he got to the league um, because of how he's wired. But like he may bounce around. I mean, I think of that Randy Moss. I want to pause on that real quick. It is really funny. I looked back on that for a completely separate story I was writing. And I was like, Moss played four year or four games for um, the Patriots. His one highlight was catching, I think it was Favre's 500th touchdown or something like, like something with some weird, you know, moment against the Jets team that beat them. The Jets, the Rex Ryan Jets who cut O'Connell beat them. And then 
he threw a, that whole fit or whatever after playing Belichick and the Patriots saying the Patriots were better and finished out that year with Tennessee. Like that's like unheard of in football, right? We talk about a basketball, like they just move these guys all around or whatever. Like it's crazy that he was in three different systems. It's very funny that he finished that year with the Tennessee Titans of all team. And then he retires and then shows up again with the Niners. And it's like, again, like you look at like, you know, getting Moss and how Moss is represented on TV here. He could choose to be like, Hey, I'm, I'm a Patriot, right? Like that's where I had all this success. And I played with Tom Brady under Tom or on under Belichick in this big Boston, New England market. He still has the 84 jersey in the purple, and we still remember the moment where he said, get the 84 jerseys out, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. – that's so if that can happen with someone as polarizing as Randy Moss, it may be with – again, with Thielen, we will remember the 19 jersey and in purple and whatever. We don't remember that like um, – like I'm trying to think, like Jared Allen finished with I think the Bears, right, or something like that. Like that that is, that's not how we remember those players. It's just going to be really weird in the moment next year where – especially if it's the Jets and Rodgers where you're mm-hmm. like – how is this possible? How is this what it came to? This is one of those get right moments in terms of Kwesi just has to get it right from here on out, right? He has to he has to be right in terms of who he drafts. The team has to be a semblance of a successful team next year. I don't think it's 13 wins. And then yeah. really he's got to kind of what I'm calling flush the system. You're paying off the credit card. I, I think at this point it means cousins. They're just buying out that not buying out the contract, but like playing out the contract. Letting it run. Yep. And and I think to be fair, the greatest thing is they can waive like the Justin Jefferson and the um uh, the TJ Hawkinson, uh, you know, contracts in front of everyone. Right. And most people reasonably. So will go, well, that's much better news than anything else. Right. It's, we are, we're going to go like, yes, the smartest thing they did was Justin Jefferson's under contract for a stupid amount of money. And TJ Hawkinson is under contract for a stupid amount of money. Yeah. Uh, the credit card metaphor is perfect. And, and I love that. Like they are really paying off their credit card and they're doing it like, They've committed to it with Thielen, right? Like they could have designated him with a post June 1st cut date. Mm-hmm. And basically what that would have done is freed up some money this year, spread out dead money across into next into 2024. The Vikings are only, I mean, I say only, but only creating about $6.4 million in cap. And they're eating $13 million in dead money. Like they yeah. are just saying like, look, the extension was probably a mistake and we're going to live with this and we're going to move on and we're going to, you know, turn the page. All of like, this doesn't like, it sure to me feels like 23 is going to be more of a transitional year, which I think some people thought 22 was going to be a transitional year, but like first place schedule, um, you know, it it obviously the the schedule itself doesn't line up as favorably as it did this year. You're just going to be a little different a lot different across the board with personnel. Um, But I think you're right. They're using this as kind of a reset um, with an eye towards the future. Um, And it just kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's business. It's part of how it goes. And and Adam Thielen is forever going to be someone that's synonymous with the Vikings. Um, I just think this move had to happen. Like, so Tom, I don't put you on the spot here, but like, do you have a favorite Adam Thielen moment? Like, is there yeah. something that you think of? Like, that is what I will think of when I think of Adam Thielen. I have one in my head, um, but I'll let you I, go first. I was going to be a complete jerk and be like, it was when he was he was arguing about the routes with Kirk Cousins in their first year together. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not going to do that. Like, I actually want to be serious. You already about did. This. You just did it. But, but but yeah, I think of the the throw Cousins made. This is a very not Cousins 
uh, like throw where he threw kind of across his body and, uh, you know, Thielen's creening across the field and kind of cradles the ball almost like a baby, right? And brings it in. Like that mm-hmm. to me was A, that was like Kirk at kind of his riskiest and Thielen as like, you know, kind of athletic prime. I don't know why that stands out more because like 17 was a better year or whatever, but like mm-hmm. um, there was some kind of this reminder. Like it's funny when you read back on the the old like um, – the stuff that was written about Thielen years ago, it was like, he's not just a slack guy. It's not, you know, like whatever, like, dude, he was just really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, and, and like that, you know, as he got injured and he was only able to play like 10 games, and I thir- think 13 in one season. And as we saw, you know, we talked about how he, he got injured in this uh, Arizona game. He was able to play through it, but was a little more hobbled. Like we have to remember he was capable of that. And so to me, as much as I kind of wanted to go with the block punts, because I think it kind of represented how he got in and how he did something historic. Like to me, it's that play where he, he's creening down the field and just makes this immaculate catch. And we all go, yeah, dude, he's just good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to be good to make that. It has to be thrown by Cousins, but, like, you have to be good to make that. So, I don't know. That, to me, stands out. Just kind of the pure athleticism he had, you know, prime, prime of his career. Yeah, that catch definitely stands out. Um, I like the slide in London. I like the soccer yes, slide. Yes, like, yes. that was – it did a – like, I'm serious. Like, that did a pretty good job, like, showcasing – he was a, a star, a talent – and he was a hell of a fun guy to cover. And like yeah. while scoring a touchdown and then soccer sliding in the in the stadium and you know across the pond, it was a nice way to like encapsulate who he was. Like he was in the end zone. Uh, he had some swag about him in his own way. He got along with everyone. Yeah. Um, and he was just like you said, he's just a really really good player um, that I think went underappreciated because of his story. Almost. Yeah. Like you're just yeah. like oh, this is like this underdog who made it. And then like, you know, he, he made it. That's the, the end of the story. Like, no, the story continues of him being literally one of the best players this franchise has ever seen. Um, so it, it's, it's, it is weird. Um, I think that's the best way to describe it. It's just weird that he's no longer a part of the team. You and I have agreed, and I think most people would agree. Um, it, it was the right move at the end of the day, right move for the Vikings and, and honestly probably the right move for him. Like, we'll see. Now he can, maybe he latches on with, you know, me and Spencer, our producer, we're talking about this before the, you logged on, Tom, but yep. maybe he latches on with the Chiefs. Maybe he goes and chases a, a Super Bowl ring. That'd maybe be incredible. He, maybe he gets one. Um, Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he kind of sucks wherever he signs next year, but maybe yeah. he, he gets to cash out and him and Caitlin and their two kids and then all of that, like they're all set up um, even more so than they are now. Yeah, no, you're right. I think even like this year where he had Ted Lasso cleats, like there was, there was kind of this sentimentality to him. Like he had, I noticed he had this like red um, helmet in his locker with a sailboat on it. And I was like, what Mm -hmm. the hell is that? And he goes, oh, that's my helmet from high school. And I was like, first of all, I asked him if he could put it on still. And then I was like, I don't want to get in trouble where like he puts it on and can't take it off. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you just got, but, um, but you know, I was like, he still has that. And then he had like the little, um, you know, Mankato Maverick or something like that. He had like a little bobblehead in there. So, you know, there was kind of like, Hey, I remember where I'm from. He definitely talks about Detroit lakes and how he liked growing up there. Mm -hmm. But then there was like, it's not the showmanship of like, you know, you think of like his friends on the team, right? And it was like Cordero Patterson flash who like, um, you know, at least as a special teamer is really special. And and we learned like probably was just used incorrectly by Minnesota, but um, you know, like he, he didn't have that kind of charisma or like Stefan Diggs that, you know, 
Thielen obviously is confident in his own right, but like it was kind of funny when those two were the star receivers and Diggs was, you know, an underdog too, right? Fifth round pick mm-hmm. had like a linebacker, I think, thrown to him in, in college because like Maryland was so deep in their depth chart with, in, with injuries. Um, the fact that he stayed home, you know, to look out for his family and stuff like that. So there was kind of this having the two underdogs there was great. And Diggs obviously had kind of that swagger that ended up you know, he get get me out of here, Swagger. And then, you know, and then like Justin Jefferson with the gritty and stuff. And it just felt like Thielen just kind of fit in whatever the chemistry of the locker room was, whatever his role was, if he was special teamer or practice squad guy or eventually star receiver or eventually seeding that role, right? To, yeah. I think he did it to Diggs and he certainly did it to Justin Jefferson. So um, there was kind of this fit in and maybe that's the toughest part here aside from obviously the story is that you always felt like he'd kind of find a fit. It's just at some point, I think the team's telling him like, hey, I'm sure they said like, like look, I think you can still play. I don't think this was a full-fledged, you're going to be out of the league. But I think it was yeah. like, your role is different and Thielen's like, it's not, man. Like I, I'm still a star. So I'm curious if he goes kind of the Kansas city route, in which case Kansas city might tell him kind of something kind of similar, right? Like, like you're not going to be our number one receiver or he goes somewhere where he's like, man, I think I could vault this team into the next you know, level or whatever by being a star receiver, right? Even if he's not a true receiver one or whatever, like mm-hmm. he may go somewhere where he gets, you know, at least gets the yardage gets, you know, a bigger role or whatever, but I'll be curious to track it as much as we probably won't remember where he ends up in the moment. It's curious to see like what his route is because it'll show you what he prioritizes. Is it getting back above a thousand yards? Right. Or is it, I need to get a ring before I get out of here. Yeah, no doubt. Quick one more nugget before we, we kind of wrap this thing. We'd, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the things he did for the community too. We talked mm-hmm. about like, obviously how he had you know, a ton of pride in being from Detroit lakes, um, being from Mankato, obviously being a Minnesotan playing for Minnesota's team, the Minnesota Vikings, but the Adam Thielen foundation, you know, it opened the door for a lot of uh, youth across the state. Um, some of like the big projects that, that stand out. Like I remember him and his wife, Caitlin uh, installed lights at, at Brooklyn center high school. Like that, that high school could not afford lights. And at that point, uh, you know, never played night games. And, you know, one of my, one of my best friends went to Brooklyn center um, and he still kind of keeps in touch with people, you know, in that area. Um, and just like something as simple as that, which like we don't think about, but like Adam Thielen, obviously connected to to Minnesota, connected to the Friday night lights atmosphere within Minnesota football. Um, you know, something as simple as donating, which I say simple and it was probably quite expensive, but lights yeah. to a, to a stadium so they can have night games, um, things like that. Um, he recently redid a, a weight room in, in at one of the city schools in St. Paul. So he was always giving back. Um, and that was another cool part about him is that like, he didn't forget where he came from. And he also made sure to like use his platform to like amplify and, and, and kind of give back um, in ways that probably um, he didn't think he'd be able to, um, you know, heading into his professional career. Yeah, he said something. I remember he uh, he was like the Vikings man of the year. And, he, you know, he um, the Thielen Foundation, it's I mean, it's a big deal, right? You see, like, even a tire people wearing the tire and he's touched mm-hmm. so many different lives with it. Um, but, you know, he was he said something like I didn't like I wasn't supposed to be here or whatever. And it's crazy that like at that stage of, in, of his career with everything he's accomplished, he still kind of held that chip on his shoulder. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he, that almost seemed to be like a driving force. I mean, aside from the fact that obviously he has the resources in order to do all this stuff and the the platform, but it was funny that like, I noticed that and I was like, 
I get it if you say that in 14 or you say that even in 17, right? But like when we're getting into 22, you're like, you've already accomplished a lot. Like it almost, again, I feel like 17 was that threshold where all of a sudden I just thought of him as a star player. Obviously I knew his background or whatever, but like that changed in my mind. I don't think it changed in his, like, I think he still saw it as I'm the dude that I like walk on the team and had to go through step on every stone coming up. And so like, if that drives you to do that, I think we can forgive him for being like, I'm not taking a pay cut at the end of my career and finishing it somewhere else. So yes, I think it's really important what he's done for the community. It's probably a, or it is a model for, for other players. And it's fortunate that like, it was congruent with, with things the Vikings have done in general, what other players on the Vikings have done. And like, um, yeah, I mean, again, it just tells you like wherever this pit stop is as he is, his career winds down, he will be part of the Minnesota Vikings lore. And again, I, I, it's just never been held against a player who finished somewhere else. Like, again, I think it's a nice storybook ending. It's not how it usually is. Yeah. All right. We'll leave it there. It's Friday afternoon. The weekend's going to roll and, and, and other things are going to happen. So maybe you'll be hearing from us sooner. Just like, kind of tallying it all up. The Vikings have now cut Eric Kendricks to save $9.5 million. Adam Thielen to save about $6.4 million. And, um, you know, like two minutes before we hopped on this podcast, they yeah, waived Dansler, Cameron Danzler, yeah. which frees up about $2.7-ish million. They're still, I think, about $7 million over the cap if my, like, pen and paper math is, is I correct. I think that's about right, yeah. Um, so they have to make some more moves. It may be a Harrison Smith. Maybe it's Dalvin Cook. I think me and Tom both agree it's probably not giving contract a big contract extension to Kirk Cousins. That yeah. doesn't seem to fit in, you know, line with what they're doing right now. Um, but we'll see. And like I said, it's Friday afternoon. Maybe you'll be hearing from us Saturday morning when when they make another big roster move. But changes are coming in Minnesota. Um, a microcosm of that change is obviously Adam Thielen being released. That's all we have for this episode of Inside Purple and Gold for Dane Mizutani, Tom Schreier. We will talk to you next time, probably sooner rather than later. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 